Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This is Monica Packer from About Progress, and you are listening to The Messy Middle, a monthly series where I share some of my own messy middle so you can see what progress looks like for a real woman in real time. Hello, my friends. I hope that you are buckled up and ready for probably the messiest of messy middle episodes because the last six weeks uh, since my baby's born, today he turned six weeks old, has been full of very messy times, high highs and low lows. And it's been very humbling. I have definitely been, you know, extremely in love with our baby and, and happy and grateful. I've also felt a surprising amount of anxiety for myself and an overwhelm. And of course, exhaustion, that's just, it comes with the territory with the newborn. Uh, it's, it's like I said earlier, it's been humbling to say the least, uh, with my fifth kid, I, I thought I knew what to expect and in many ways I did. And I logically knew, uh, what, what a transition it would be, but it turns out after a nearly five-year gap between kids, it's, it's been one of those times you're like, oh, wow, no, this is really overwhelming. This is all encompassing. This is exhausting. And it's given me a, a nice challenge to really practice what I preach that small wins building over time and coming back to the idea of, you know, the small ways that I can prioritize myself and, and work on supporting myself and seeking for support from those in my life will make a difference over time. And just the whole idea, you know, that the small ways that I try to uh, help my baby get into good sleeping habits and to get in patterns as a family, the small ways that we're trying to adjust will over time pan out to us being, being, uh, you know, back to our semblance of normal around here and, and it feeling like it's not such a, a train wreck <laughs> all the time. Um, so I'll just share before I share the highs and lows. Um, this is the segment where I share what's happening. I've, you know, obviously been doing that, but here are some of the small ways I've been trying to work on supporting myself and practicing what I preach. I've been beginning to prep my breakfast and lunch in advance, which has been really helpful because I found myself primarily uh, sustaining my life based off of crackers and almonds and chocolate chips. And while none of those are bad and all great, you know, sources of energy, they're not like the best source of, of energy over time, if that's all you consume. So um, just this past week, I made like this chia 
breakfast pudding for breakfast throughout the week. And I made this really hearty, delicious um, salad to go throughout the week, a kale salad. So it would last really well with dressing and some sourdough bread to go with that. And that's been so lovely to just like know, oh, I have something to eat um, and I don't have to prepare it because I don't have hands to prepare it. Um, So doing that. Other things I've been doing is uh, just try my best to fit in a short, gentle walk on the treadmill. It's still been so cold in Utah. So um, normally I walk and run with my kids, you know, in strollers in the past, but we can't do that with how cold it is. So during a little nap, I tried to hurry and just run up to the treadmill and just do a gentle walk. Um, I've also been doing some other gentle movement like yoga or bar and you know, just that, just those small amounts of exercise and movement has just been so helpful and not only my recovery, but more my mental health. And another thing that's been helping is just showering and trying to get dressed each day. Sometimes it doesn't happen till later in the day. Um, well, actually almost all the time, it doesn't happen till later in the day, but even though I'm not going anywhere or seeing anyone, it just helps me feel like myself. So those are the small ways I am working on supporting myself, but Most of the time, if we're going to go into the messy middle here, I talked about anxiety and overwhelm and exhaustion, but I really, my my life is just primarily uh, happening in the nursery, (laughs) which I feel bad for my other kids. They were all home last week and that was a crazy week, um, which I'll share more about in a moment. And my sweet, you know, just turned five-year-old has just been so good about this transition because I am basically in the nursery nursing the baby, changing his diaper and trying to get him right down. And he's been taking very short naps, which we're working on. Um, so I'm mostly there, but those small ways of supporting myself are happy, are helping as well as these two phrases. One is that, you know, that I'm kind of using as mantras for myself. The first is this is a phase. And that's a good reminder for me to just remember, like, not only will things get better, but also this is a phase in terms of this will, This is a fleeting moment and I want to embrace this phase too and just try my best to, um, to, 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 uh, to welcome it in and, and to be present with it, which is actually the second mantra, which is being present is being productive. I've been surprised by how challenging it's been for me to not be productive in my usual way. And I shared that on Instagram and one of the lovely progressors in our community commented saying that when she's in a similar phase of life, whether it's with a newborn or a new job or something that is like disrupting their lives altogether, she adopts the phrase being present is being productive. And that has been revolutionary for me. And so that's what I'm trying to do. Before I end this segment of what's happening, let's share some highs and lows. Some highs um, include that Brad and I took a little bit of time to plan out our year, which we've never really done in advance. <laughs> and I had to do it for my work to just try to try to figure out what I'm going to schedule some things around. And I was putting my vacations and time with the family first. And when I say vacations, I mean, mostly us just doing things around together here locally, um, or within our state. But we went, uh, we, we took some time together and went through our calendar and p- mapped out where we want to go when, whether that's locally or visiting California. And I'm going to go visit um, my parents who are in DC right now with my daughter. So we mapped that out. And that just gave me something to really look forward to and have my, you know, set my sights on. And another high is as of yesterday, I've begun to teach my baby to take a bottle. None of my other four kids ahead of him took a bottle because I just introduced it too late into the game where I hate pumping. So, but I've got this incredible like pump that I'm going to tell you about later. That's a manual pump, not an actual pump that is 
helping me get that the the milk to to teach him to take a bottle. So we're just going to try to give him one a day. And why that's a high is just because it means like I can start a dance class sooner, not like tomorrow, probably like another month or two, but I can do something like that. Like go to, I just went to a dental hygienist appointment, my first dental hygienist appointment in over three years. I know because of COVID. And I could do that because my husband who works from home was able to uh, feed him a bottle. And I, I could do that without having to take the newborn with me and like try to figure out who's going to hold them while I get all these x-rays and stuff like that. So that's why that's a high. A low was just this past week, I think, primarily for me. It was a tough week because of a couple factors. The first where all my kids had school off that week. We had major snowstorms, so they could not play outside. Now, typically, like our, our usual thing is we go places. We go to the library. We go to parks. We go to the zoo. We go to kids' museums and get us out of the house. And we can't do that right now. I have a newborn who is not accustomed to sleeping lots of places. Weirdly, he won't do that very well. Also taking very short naps at home. And also, you know, immunocompromised. My doctors are uh, that I've been seeing, both my OB and pediatrician were like, keep that baby safe. Don't go anywhere. Don't do anything. And that's what we've been doing. Now, ironically, in our pursuit of trying to keep him healthy, somehow my youngest four-year-old, now turned five, who gets sick so easily out of nowhere, got sick with what we think is RSV, which is the worst illness right now that a little baby could get. So, you know, cue the panic, right? Like we basically had him quarantined in his room, which was honestly the time of his life because <laughs> he's never been able to watch so many shows and just sit and play with his Legos. And he seemed to really enjoy it until day three. Um, one other kid seemed to have gotten it so far, but that was just a low because it was so anxiety inducing and all the kids were home and Brad threw out his back. I forgot to mention that. So he couldn't help. He couldn't even hold the baby while I was like trying to trying to like cook dinner or something like that. So uh, it was just one of those, boy, everything hit the fan. Um, But so far things are looking a little better and um, our baby seems to have a little cough. So fingers crossed it's not turning into a full-blown thing, but we will see with time. That was a fairly long what's happening segment. Don't worry, the rest will go (laughs) fairly quickly. Next up, let's do a DSL update. Taste the Mediterranean through March 19th at Whole Foods Market. Save on animal welfare certified bone-in beef short ribs, sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon, and more. Find sales on Parmigiano-Reggiano, charcuterie and ground lamb. Grab an olive boule bread from the bakery. Plus, wines from the Mediterranean start at just $8.99. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Must be 21 plus. Please drink responsibly. This is where I give an update on my own do something list for this year and what's going on with that. Now, most of that update was just me finalizing my DSL, which I shared with you last January or not last January, in February's messy middle. And if you want to create your own DSL, I shared that then and I'll share it now too. I have a free training for you that includes a workshop, both um, a video and an audio version and a workbook and tons of examples and other resources so you can make your own do something list. Now mine, um, my primary work was just finalizing my DSL, which I did, but I've been able to do a few more things. The first is that I tried a new recipe with my sourdough starter. I made chocolate sourdough bread. Um, It was interesting. Not something I will likely make again. Even me as a chocoholic was just like, this is kind of weird. Uh, It's like a savory sweet bread, but not like sweet. So glad I tried it. 
but that was a check off my list. Um, I mentioned that Brad and I planned out some things this year, and that's one of the things on my list is having more local adventures as a family. So that those are in the works now. At the top of my DSL was that I wanted to do five create creativity challenges. And I'm just contemplating that right now. That's my update there. I'm just trying to think like, what would that look like? Like, will I open that up to the community and say like, hey, I want to do a create a creativity challenge. Like what's a way, a, a modality of creativity that you do or a medium that I should try. And I'm trying to decide if that means I do that on my own and just go for it. Or if I do a full on, like almost episodic series on Instagram, where I try a creative medium under the tutelage of someone who knows it well. And we kind of record that process and the messy middle of me trying it out. So if you have any suggestions on that, of what you would like to um, see me do and hear about, let me know. And the final DSL update I have for you is that dance class I mentioned. I'm so excited about this. Brad takes my oldest daughter to a dance class every Wednesday night, and it's such a great class. It's an inclusive dance class for those with special needs, and she's loved it. She's loved it so much. And when he is there, uh, he has noticed that there's an adult class that just started, an adult dance class at the same time. And he's also seen that there's a breakdance class. So we, what we were thinking of doing is signing up two of our boys for that breakdancing class and me sign up for the adult dance class and we can all go with my daughter at the same time. And so if my baby can start, you know, more regularly and e- more easily take a bottle, I think that dance class is going to happen. And that was on my DSL this year is take an adult dance class. And I'm not only going to do that, I think it's going to be a regular outlet for me. That's it for the DSL update. Next up, Let's talk about make it a habit. In this segment, I share how habits are going for better or for worse. Now, last month, I shared with you in the Messy Middle episode that the habit I wanted to work on was getting ready for bed earlier at night alongside my bigger kids. And I have been doing that pretty darn consistently, which has been so helpful. I usually get in my bed to read around, you know, between anywhere between nine and 10 o'clock at night, which has been great, but I've been ready for bed sooner than that. So that's been going well. And a habit that I want to work on next is just getting better at helping my baby get down at night during the night. So, uh, that's something that we're working on, just better sleep habits, because I tend to like fall asleep holding him. I'm like, that's not good. We we both need, um, like I need to like sleep and have quality sleep and he needs quality sleep too. So we're working on that. But a personal habit I'm working on is I want to gradually get up before my kids, my big kids, even five to 10 minutes would count. Um, that's tough right now, admittedly. Uh, and, and, and it's so wishy-washy depending on how my night's going. And I'm going to give myself that compassionate period of time of just being flexible with that. But I like to gradually work on getting up before my kids, um, just for my own sanity and gradually. So I can do some movement before my kids wake up, like walking on that treadmill when it's a lot easier. Okay. Let's do the next segment. What I'm loving lately. some good things for you right now. The first are these pretzel peanut butter balls. And I made a version of this recipe years ago and shared it on my then blog. It still is around. So I'm actually going to link it for you. At the time I called it healthy treat 
treat, uh, the pretzel peanut butter chocolate bars balls. And the reason why I guess are healthier is because they have like honey instead of like refined sugars, but it's peanut butter, graham crackers, pretzels, um, blended together with some honey. And then you like roll them in balls and then you, uh, roll that in chocolate, melted chocolate, and then it dries up and is hard and we keep them in the freezer and they are delicious. They're the perfect way to end the night. Um, or like a great hit for if I like need a treat and it actually feels kind of wholesome too. So I will link to that in the show notes for you. If you want to try those pretzel peanut butter balls, the next thing I'm loving are celebrity memoirs. (laughs) One is Jessica Simpson's. I just finished that yesterday. Really liked it. And I'm always, you know, I shouldn't be surprised, but with celebrities, it's more surprising to be like, oh, they're a real person and they have normal lives and like hard things happen to them even if they have all this privilege, right, and opportunity. So that was really enlightening. I learned a lot of new things about her that I didn't know before that built up respect I, uh, for her. And I, I've never really been a Jessica Simpson fan. So it was nice for me to kind of learn more about her. And now I feel like I'm a fan. The other memoir is, uh, of course, the one we all know about, Spare by um, Prince Harry. I am very biased. I love Prince Harry. I love Meghan Markle. I do. And if you have strong feelings against them, that's okay. You can have them. I have my strong feelings in support of them. I, for the record, also love royalty and am huge fans of, um, you know, all his counterpart, I guess you could say now, Prince William's and Prince William and, uh, Kate, I guess the Duchess, right. But anyway, loved his memoir so much. And I like that both of these celebrities, Jessica Simpson and Prince Harry, um, share who their ghostwriter is which is really rare in the celebrity memoir world. And they are both fantastically um, well-written. And that was a terrible sentence there, but they are really good books. And the final thing I'll share, I referenced earlier, is this manual breast pump. It's a, it's called Haka, H-A-A-K-A. It might have an extra A at the end, um, but it's not an actual, like you plug it in a uh, breast pump. It's just like the silicone pump that you just attached when you're feeding it on one side, you attach it to the other and it just collects the extra milk and it does like draw out the milk if you're feeling engorged or otherwise. And I hate doing the electric, bre- electric breast pumps. I find them kind of painful and annoying and a lot of work and loud, maybe because I have a super old one, but this is just so simple and it's so affordable. I think it was $14. I think I'm going to get a second one. And again, it's just enabling me to get that milk uh, so I can have bottles more at the ready. And I just want to say for the record, if you do formula, I have nothing against it at all. And that's totally an option for me too. Um, but this is just how it's going right now. The final segment next is on my mind. In this very moment, what's on my mind is how on earth are people not going to be bored to death by this whole episode. Um, but I'm just going to do my best to ignore that and just say, this is, this is just what it is. So I apologize if you've just been bored out of your mind and I've been talking and talking. So other things I have on my, on my mind are just some weird old demons that are coming up for me. If you are new to this community, then you might not know that a big part of my history is a history with eating disorders and recovery from them. And I would definitely say I am recovered and in in most ways, like 95% recovered, which is really awesome. But what's been interesting for me right now is that I've been having some old demons come up because of some factors. The factors are just pregnancy. Um, During my pregnancy, I had no hunger cues the entire time, which was really strange. 
Um, you know, I always feel that way the first 20 weeks with my other um, pregnancies just due, due to morning sickness and not having an appetite, but this one lasted the whole time. And so the whole pregnancy, I had no hunger cues. I just, you know, tried to feed myself um, to feed myself. Um, I also had no appetite. A few times things sounded good, but just like no appetite. But now after the birth of my child, both my hunger cues and my appetite are like off the charts. And I wouldn't know, I, I'm going to say, honestly, those are really good things. Like I need hunger cues. I need an appetite because it was really hard to not feel hungry or full. And it was really hard to not have a, an appetite and not have anything sound good effort and taste bad. Right. But now that both are off the charts, it's been surprisingly difficult for me to manage the anxiety that's coming with hunger cues and an appetite again. Um, because I'm not used to having them. And before I had such hardwired ways of looking at hunger and looking at appetite, like it just being like a scary thing for me. So that's been coming up and that's been on my mind. I'm just trying to work on managing my own anxiety and thoughts around hunger and appetite and having those both in my life again and working on settling myself down and making room and space for them and I'm talking about making room for hunger and having an appetite and saying this is good and this is welcome and part of my life. And also even welcoming the anxiety about it and the hard thoughts going on and just trying to play with them a little bit better and work them through them better. So um, that's been interesting. I wouldn't say like I've got that covered yet, but it's something I'm working on and has been on my mind a lot. Okay, that is it for March's Messy Middle. And like I said, it was messy. Not only has the last uh, the last month been pretty darn messy, but this episode was pretty darn messy. So um, at the same time, it's fun to do something different, more off the cuff and just me talking and a lot more stutters and ums and all of those things. And I wish I could just sit down and hear yours, like what's your messy middle right now and go through those segments and hear what's going on with you. But just so you know, we have a wonderful community on Instagram. If you want to go check us out there and get involved in conversations and chat with me there, I'd love to see you. Um, Just find me at About Progress. And before I go, I like to always remind you that we have a free habit class for you, specifically for women. And it's called the number one reason why women must do habits differently. If you're into March and feeling like, oh my gosh, all the habits that I wanted to create in the new year are already like not working out and I'm a failure. Stop it go get some information and learn better so you can do better because that habit formation issue is not your fault. You can find that at aboutprogress.com slash habit class. Thank you so much for listening to my own messy middle. And I hope it gives you the courage to lean into your own messy middle today. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.